Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports I'm a Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up in just a couple of moments from now, uh, we've got a, a team making decisions. And they so don't care what you think. Uh, so that'll be happening here momentarily on FSR. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Uh, so welcome into your Tuesday, uh, a Tuesday that's going to see another uh, double barrel edition of NFL action later on tonight although those games are on simultaneously which is kind of a bummer you know i wish they would have staggered and, and what's a gonna bit. what's gonna be even worse is by region you know unless you have the the ticket you're you're only you know i'm not going to get to see the game i want to see get to the bars go to the bar yeah i don't like going out all like that I, I'm, I'm telling you man they need to figure out a way to put primetime games moving forward Every night of the week, or at least, you know, if you want to say Saturdays for college football or Fridays, okay. But it would help for in a lot of different ways if throughout the course of the regular season you had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night games. You could avoid a lot of that four-day weeks, and I think it'd be better for the league. It really would be to have more games in primetime throughout the week. Yeah, I, I, I'm all into it, man. I, now, Wednesdays, though, you think Wednesday would be the one day off uh, if they wanted to have a, just a day off from football in general? No. I don't want to ruin the Mac. I don't Friday want or Saturday. to be ruined. Friday or Saturday. That's like the you've new got thing. Two, yeah, you've got two different audiences. People who are watching the Mac aren't watching the NFL unless they're just gamblers, which they're probably going to watch both either way. I mean, those are uh, those are people too. I mean, I don't think we need to uh, insult the gamblers here. The people got no insulted in them, these games, you know, you and, not, know. and not like your conspiracy theories that you just you know. But I listen, uh, I, I so, I'm so into it, man. The reality is whether it's on the same day or if right. it's on different days, it doesn't matter because yeah. they're already betting on them on Sundays when they're all playing at the same time. That's right. I'm into it. Look, I want uh, NFL on as much as possible. I was bummed they didn't have more games, uh, double-barrel games on Monday. Now we're going to get these two coming up uh, on Tuesday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, The game that is still uh, making some uh, noise uh, in the NFL was what happened in uh, Tampa the other night. Uh, The New Orleans Saints continue to uh, dominate Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, Then it came out, uh, your guy uh, Godwin, uh, torn ACL. They thought it was an MCL MCL sprain, and then there were further tests, and it turns out it's an ACL. So he's uh, if you see it, you see it on film. It it was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. And I, you know, lots and prayers out to you, little bro. I, I, I hate that that happened. And, and they got, you know, they got banged up all at one time. And you just wonder, you know, how much this could impact them. You know, moving forward, does this does this create a new? I mean, I, I'm I'm pro Packer anyway on the NFC side of things, but. Man, does this make Tampa Bay vulnerable moving forward to possibly, you know, depending on what their matchup would be? I mean, if it's a Dallas or if it's a 
uh, Arizona Cardinals that that happens. I mean, are they susceptible to the okie doke based off of maybe not being healthy enough to to win? Of course. Jeez. Well, I mean, that, that's why I think you see or you'll see Antonio Brown welcome back with open arms. Truth. Because they need him. But the bigger conversations, and Tom Brady spoke out against us saying that he thinks they should do with those sorts of low hits. And, and it, it is interesting because you saw in the Minnesota-Chicago Bears game, they are trying to eliminate those low cut blocks, even though that's what they call it, even though that's not what Tease Tabor was doing. He was trying to get to the ball carrier. But he did so by going through the tackle low, Brian O'Neill, which caused a personal foul, sustained the drive, and ended up leading to points for the Vikings last night. But it's the same thing. Like, you eliminated that sort of hit from taking place on an offensive player, and you do in certain instances for defensive, defensive players, yet we're not eliminating it for a ball carrier like that. It, it is kind of hypocritical, right? To, like, eliminate those hits only in certain spaces, but not on a play like that where the guy's ACL gets torn. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard topic to tackle because you're talking about the strike zone for defenders is is really becoming a question mark for defenders. If you're if you're too high, like if I always teach guys to tackle the shoulder. If if you tackle the shoulder, you generally won't miss a tackle because if you get your eyes lined up on the shoulder. You're literally aligning your 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 midsection to the body. So if you run your eyes through the shoulder, you start to you absorb the blow with your your midsection. So that that energy gets dispersed throughout, you know, a large part of your body, the the largest mass of your body. But if you hit somebody on their shoulder and you're moving full speed, you may hit them in the head. Yeah, like we we saw it we saw it last night, right? Like. If you run through a guy and you're running through them up top, you're getting flagged. And if he ducks down, how is that your fault? It's all, the stuff is moving so real time. Like that's the thing about it. Like I think sometimes we fail to realize how f- quickly things un- unfold on the field. And and so to say, all right, you know, you can't hit them up high because you'll end up hitting them in the head. You can't hit them down low because you'll you'll end up tearing up their knees. I mean, you get one place to hit them, which is usually you you would think is like their hip. You know, it's it's really like the hip that you. It's like a strike zone, almost so to speak, and that's a very small area to to say that this is where you're limited to making making a tackle or making a hit. I just I don't know what else you can do. In these situations, because more more likely than not, a cornerback is not going to be in a situation where they're going to be built to take on some of these guys that are out there catching these balls. I mean, imagine if it's like, all right, that's Mercedes Lewis or, you know, it's Megatron out there or, you know, it's one of these bigger guys. That's that's a hard proposition to ask a guy to try to find the exact place to be able to hit them especially when you're you're taught to take their legs. So I I don't know. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I I feel like that's a it's a real tough conversation because you do want to protect guys, but at the same time, are you not protecting the guy by protecting the other guy 
with the rule changes of not allowing them to hit in certain places. Uh, it's just it's a hard one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for defenders. I feel bad for the, just football players in general that they expect you, as you pointed out, in real time to make a decision to not hurt somebody else when the whole object is to put a body on somebody, get physical, and then without even intentionally trying to make a, a dirty hit, somebody ducks down, the, all of a sudden the level changes, and you're the guy that gets flagged for it. Like, I just, I don't know how, how that's going to be, you know, how they're going to officiate that, how they're going to move that, or if Tom Brady's going to have an impact on the rule moving forward, uh, but the Bucks are going to be without Chris Godwin, and now Antonio Brown steps in. Bruce Arians, uh, never shy about giving his opinion and is uh, brutally on on his thoughts on a situation. He was talking with the media yesterday. They were asking him questions about the decision to bring back Antonio Brown. Here was the back and forth. Didn't get much of a chance to dive into this yesterday, but you did bring back Antonio Brown after saying that he screws up one time and he's done. So what made you decide to give him another chance? Well, the history has changed since that statement. You know, um, a lot of things went on last year that I was very proud of him and I made a decision that this was best for our football team. What was the decision-making process for you like, knowing that some people might go back to those comments you made publicly about Brown and say, wait a minute, hasn't this guy had enough chances? I could give a what they think. The only thing I care about is this football team and what's best for us. I love him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tra- translation, uh, we're going to do what we need to do to win. I mean, bottom line, that's what the NFL is. I, I don't understand why anyone is ever confused or believes anything in regards to teams talking about caring about what players do off the field. Like, there's to a certain degree, but for the most part, if they can help their football team win, they're going to put up with it. They're going to find a way to get them back on their team. Yeah, I just uh, now as far as the seeding goes, uh, so so we do think that after this weekend, uh, Green Bay is the number one seed, and then uh, obviously in the standings. But we think Green Bay is the best team, and then Tampa Bay would be number two with uh, the Rams, the Cardinals, whoever else you want to mix into that three spot, right? So Green Bay, I think the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys Cowboys are are up there at number two. I think you got to look at the Cowboys as the number two team right now. Look out, man. You think Dallas is better than Tampa Bay right now? Yes. With that offense? With those injuries, yes. I don't know, man. And, and you know, can I ask you guys this about Dallas? Is it time to actually start changing the narrative to Pollard being the main running back for the Dallas Cowboys? He's so much more explosive. it's, It's not even close. You know what's sad, Brady? He's so much better right now. Yeah. Like, it's not even that he's just more explosive. He's better. He's yeah. a better running back. He's their, he is their lead running back. And and I, I, I was just sitting, I was sitting there. I was like, man, I got to ask you guys this because in looking at what they're doing and, and their movement, I think that they're a great tandem. But he, you know, Zeke is not the main running back in that tandem. What do you think happened to Zeke? Is it just the wear and tear? Uh, wear and was, tear and he, age. Used a yeah. lot in college, and then uh, you know got to the NFL, and he just sort of started to to, to grind down a it little bit. It ain't there. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think once you let yourself get a little bit out of shape, once you get a little older, and that's like the basis of what you're bringing to the table is your explosiveness, your your balance, and your suddenness, and and just being able to break through tackles. I mean, he's almost like I hate to say this because I don't want to feel like I'm piling on the, on on the fella, but it's almost like he's a fullback. 
He's like classically what a fullback is, the way he plays now. He's only 26. I, I, I think he let himself he, get out of shape. It, it, here, yeah, here's what I'll say about his college. He only played two years, really. He didn't play that much his first year. And so he basically played two years. Like, if you're going to say that's too much wear and tear, you're going to have a problem then because there's a lot of other running backs coming out of college football. I mean, no one's saying that about Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. You don't think Jonathan Taylor had more carries in Wisconsin? And he's he in the MVP did. conversation. Yeah. So I, I look at it and say it's not from wear and tear at college. I just think it's age. It's how he's taking care of himself off the field throughout his career. You know, he supposedly came into this year lighter and much better shape. I just think it's, it was probably more because he realized that he doesn't have that same pop and burst as what he used to have. It's very apparent. Pollard provides that big playability for an offense that right now could really use it. Yeah. They, they have a hard time getting points right now, creating big plays. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with them uh, and, and just in the NFC in general. Uh, so the Bucks, uh, they're going to have Antonio Brown back, uh, Green Bay with the the one seed in the NFC. Uh, so the NFC playoff picture. I know, LeVar, you're all over uh, San Francisco. The Niners are dangerous, bro. I said it a few weeks back. I'm telling you, y'all better pay attention to them because there's something dangerous about them, man. They're dangerous. I'm telling you. What happened to Trey Lance was going to take that starting job at some point? Whatever happened to that story? I was waiting for uh, for that to happen. I never saw it happen. It's weird. I just assumed, <laughs> it's not time. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's coming, but it ain't time. Yeah, yet. I just assumed. Uh, I mean, Garoppolo hasn't played bad. I mean, No, like, he, he hasn't. No, he's actually played pretty good. Yeah, I just. Uh, that They've was, had to overcome injuries, you know, and, and, and now they seemingly have stabilized and they're just playing ball right now and they've gotten back to playing the type of football that they play. And I'm telling you, it's giving people problems. They're giving people problems, man. It's San Francisco, I'm telling you, the two teams to look for that, that are like, you know, coming you know, coming. Are up they a legit contender in your mind, or are they just more of that sniper? I think, I think they're a sniper. I don't, yeah. I don't think that they're a Super Bowl. I, I don't think it's Super Bowl for them. But I will say this, the other team, the Colts, I think they're a contender. Okay. I think I think they're actually the one team right now today that if you say who is going to stand up to the Chiefs in their surge right now, if they were to meet them in an AFC championship round, it would be the Colts I think more the, than any other I team. I think the Colts, the Patriots, and the Chiefs are the three best teams in the AFC. Colts, Patriots, Chiefs, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I, I don't I'll think anybody that. from the AFC North uh, is a legitimate. I don't threat. trust them. Yeah, I don't I, trust I, the North. But, but Indianapolis has played well, man. And uh, I don't, and that I was don't a big trust win the, the Bills. Day. I don't trust. I'm gonna, the I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Chargers are that other team that if they get into the playoffs, which I believe their slate is a wild card now. Yeah, that's another team that I think just because of Herbert, how special he is, the pieces that they have. That's another another team that I think could compete. But is with it them. a contender or a sniper? No, that's the thing is I think because of their quarterback, they're a contender. Oh, wow. Like that's the difference to me is I, I trust what I see in Justin Herbert more in two years wow. than what I've seen from Carson Wentz his entire career. That's fair. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Sure. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right. It's coming up next. A little bit of bad news uh, for some people that wanted to be very, very entertained by a situation in the NFL later on tonight. We'll get into that for you next year on FSR. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up uh, later on this hour, uh, somebody here on the show has a bad beat story. I think they want to uh, share with us. I think they want to uh, share a little bad beat uh, issue they might have had. Beat uh, one of the or uh, beef? Uh, beat. Oh, beat. Uh, beat. Oh, okay. B-E-A-T. Oh, like beat. as in beat them. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, it could be a beef. Okay. <laughs> okay. Beat them. Uh, so we will be getting, Mosh uh, up. Uh, getting that uh, later on in the hour. Uh, by the way, you know what we're not going to be getting? Minshew Mania, apparently. Apparently, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to get the start for oh, the Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry for everyone Well, I'm just saying, there. I mean, come on, man. You don't want to no see... No mustache uh, rides, yeah, huh? Come on. Oh, Jesus. You what? Never, hey, you never Good know. Christ. <laughs> you, you never know. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you do never know. Jalen Jalen could, you know, mess up, and he might have to come clean it up, you know, knock it down. I just... Do you think he feels pressure because of how Gardner looked when he played? He looked good, man. Uh, I mean, I think he felt the pressure of how many people really loved seeing him out there play. More so than how he played. I think he's That just, dude's like beloved. Yeah, people really get into him. I just – I like Jalen Hurts. I like the way he handled the stuff at Alabama. Such a great like way it. of setting it up. Well, no, I just yeah. – I, I like him. Such a setup. I, great way he handled uh, all the uh, stuff at Alabama with the benching and then coming in and saving him uh, in that – I think it was the SEC championship yeah. game. And I'm so um, glad that he had to get that experience yeah. because now it's going to play a part and then he in goes, how he handles things He goes now. to Oklahoma and he all of a sudden improves um, and he gets drafted in the second round and he's going to deal with Carson Wentz, uh, you know, throwing a temper tantrum last year and uh, all the dysfunction and then he gets an opportunity here only to see Minshew Mania ride into the situation well, they said Carson uh, Wentz's neck was really really like beefing with Jalen Hurts like <laughs> was always eyeballing him you know is what, what I heard the uh, were. now is uh, is, he- is Heineke gonna play do we have an update on Heineke status or is this gonna be I, like Baker I, Mayfield where I believe it's gonna be Heineke I, I believe it's gonna be Heineke I thought I was looking to try to see if it was going to be him or Kyle Allen. I thought it was going to be Heineke, though. Uh, because, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield was also expecting yeah, that, to play that uh, last night. And, uh, he wasn't expecting to. He needed a, he needed another negative test, I believe, and he didn't get one. He was very active, though, on social media. Very active, uh, letting people know he was following along, watching the game. What a helpless feeling that must be. Like, just knowing your team's got a playoff. Uh, and you lost and... a close one. It was a close one, and I know he's sitting there like, if I'm playing, we win. And you know what? If he's playing, they probably win. Yeah, I mean, but Nick Mullins, like, give him credit, man. Like for for a guy to come in like that, and he, he's played pretty well at times before with San Francisco. But to come in like that, and Dude, you know, I think in his that first Raider defense in his first sixteen starts, he's got what the second most passing yards only to Patrick Mahomes, Who, something Mullins? like that. Yeah, Nick, Nick Mullins does. Yes, <laughs> good for him. It's some uh, crazy stat like that. It dates back to 2018, obviously when he was with San Francisco for that that period of time. But he uh, he played. I mean, he played well. You can't take that away from him. now. It, it was a little dinking and dunking. I don't think they put a ton on his plate. But I mean, the reality is he, he played all right. I just it had to have been the worst feeling for not only Baker but Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, I mean he's he's watching his team have to take a step back, and there's there's really nothing he could do about it. Yeah, that's rough. Um, Who's the scariest team in the NFL right now? Kansas City. Kansas City. They're the scariest yeah. team? Yeah. Yes. 
I think they're the most unknown in the, in the NFL because of how good they could possibly be. Because I don't know if we've seen how good they can be yet this year. But I don't know if they're as good as they're going to get. It's like weird. I th- I think Green Bay's the scariest team. I think. They're, I mean, that's that's, that's on a, the other side, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's a scary. I think they're a scary team. I think they're the scariest team in the National Football League. Green Bay Packers. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers not vaccinated. Because they have. Well, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say he'll yeah. get you. Uh, he's good. No, he's good now. He's, he's good immunized. now for ninety yeah. days. Yeah. Um, now I think uh, Green Bay's clearly separated themselves, but Kansas City to me is the scariest team because they've not they've not played offensively to the level that we've seen before. And then you look and Travis Kelsey's got like 200 yards receiving and he's breaking off a touchdown for, it's like, man, if that's their B game, what the hell's their A game look like? And all of a sudden their defense is playing better. Like I think Kansas City's a nightmare right now. I think anybody. that's one of those, again, that's one of those things. Are Did they hit their ceiling or are they going to end up being more than what they have been this year and, and actually touch on. I mean, you get Tariq Hill and and Travis Kelsey back on track with this last game. I mean, they were the two catalysts of of the game. And and so the idea of it is is your defense should be geared up to make someone else other than those two guys. Like you got to think about this, right? Their running attack is anemic. And and if you're not if you're not looking at this Kansas City Chiefs team and saying force them to run the ball, I don't. I if we lose as a coach going into that game, if we lose the game because they were able to successfully run the ball against us but not throw it, I'll eat that loss. I'll eat it. But to me, it's like people are still trying to figure out how to to defense them conventionally. It's like, okay, we got to be prepared for the run, but we got to be prepared for the pass. No, I'm just preparing for the pass. Yeah, y'all, y'all better tackle. Like, tackle to run. If they get two, three yards, tackle to run. But do not allow Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey to beat our team. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, and I know that's easier said than done within the schematics of how you do things because you still got to do what it is that you're you're planning out to do. But I just – it confuses me as to those are the two you got to stop. How do you allow them to have such big games? Now, that makes it scary because you know it's coming and you still can't stop it. I, I don't think <laughs> – I don't think they're that bad at running the football. They just don't really run the football. Like they're they're definitely in the bottom half of the league. They've got to be, if not the bottom third, as far as attempts. Like I just think they just don't really care to run the football, and it's hard to blame them. I mean, having Patrick Mahomes having those weapons, if if they can't stop them, then so be it. Why why would you? Yeah. You know, why would you want to want to do that when you don't have to? I, I honestly think they just wait till they get up in the fourth quarter. The second half of games, like, all right, we'll just run the football a little bit here. Yeah, uh, they are in the uh, bottom half. A good call yeah. by Brady Quinn there. Look at you. I just, just football I, savant. No, I, just watching them. It's like you watch the first half of games. They don't seem interested at all in, in running the football. Like, they're just like, yeah, no, we get it. We've got the box count. Uh, we don't care. We have Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I kind of, I kind of love it in some ways. In other ways, I'm like, well, maybe we'll come back to bite him. But 
Uh, they've they've worked through it this year. Is that just now, a, is that a product of Andy Reid's offense? Has he ever really been one of those guys that commits to the run? Like even back to Philadelphia, like can can you think? Like I mean, Westbrook was more of a, a pass catcher. They obviously ran the ball true. with him, but he was more of a it's pass true. catcher. Is he is Andy Reid just more? I'd rather rely on a short pass than a run. I, I mean, that's I mean, kind of because that's even how it was with Alex Smith when he was the quarterback there. You know, it was it's always that West Coast you know short passing game that's an extension of really the run game. So I, yeah, I mean maybe maybe to your point, and I do think in, in today's in today's NFL you do mix in some run pass options where you are calling a run play, but if, you know, if, if it presents itself, you're going to throw the football. So there is that element of it too, where, you know, maybe they're, they're calling more than what we see. And, you know, they ended up being passes more often than not because Patrick Mahomes wants to throw the ball every play. Uh, LeVar, who's the quarterback? If you're playing defense, who's the quarterback right now um, outside of Aaron Rodgers? You absolutely want no part of quarterback or offense. You want no part of right now. <sighs> Quarterback or offense that I don't want any part of. Because Aaron Rodgers would be number one, right? Aaron Rodgers would be number one. one. I I would probably. It's it's like the offense I wouldn't want any part of right now would probably be the Colts. And that's just because of the pure physicality of what they would bring. And not because of the quarterback, just because of what their running attack would, would lead to. Again, I think a team that can run first and pass second is still, to me, that is a unicorn in the National Football League now. And and so, to me, I think that they would be the most dangerous. But I, I got to go with Brady on, on, on Herbert. I think he might be the most mm, – I think he might be the most dangerous of that. I, I wouldn't – because I don't know enough about him. I don't know enough. I think we know what we need to know about Pat Mahomes. You need to, you know, know what you need to do. I think we know enough about Lamar Jackson. You know what you need to do. I don't know that we know enough about Herbert to to say we definitively know what we need to do, especially if Eckler is is healthy. If if their if their entire cast is healthy, that is a that that. I, I don't know that I would want to deal with them right now. They they would pres, 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 present a scary a scary matchup. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, according to Fox Bet, eighteen to one um, to win the Super Bowl right now. So eighteen to one, Lavar. Uh, if you're a big fan of that, I mean, they actually think Arizona's got a better chance. At I would winning put a Super money Bowl. on the Colts. I'm telling you, I would put money on the Colts. Yeah, there's value there. Uh, there's some some people might be skeptical of uh, Carson you be, Wentz. You definitely could be skeptical of it, but they are built. That is a team coming into the season that you would say was built to win the Super Bowl, and they're starting to now play like a team. Like think about it, they were good with Philip Rivers at the, in the twilight, and all you needed Carson Wentz to do is what he's doing now, and he's playing well. So with him playing at the caliber and the level that he's playing at right now, that makes them, to me, I think they got to be the team that you look at as the most dangerous team in the National Football League right now, today. 
It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, so we are going to have the uh, results from the uh, Prop Bet Monster, also a bad beat story uh, from one member of the show coming up here at about 12 minutes from now. Uh, so Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick, the uh, head coach of the New England Patriots, um, you know, he was a little bit uh, frustrated after the loss on Saturday to the Indianapolis Colts. And so um, he made it a point uh, at his uh, press conference yesterday and talking with the media to go ahead and apologize for uh, for just his uh, you know his his issues and anger and frustration with what was happening on Saturday night. Look, fellas, I apologize if you know I seemed like I was a little short with you after the game. I'm not really trying to be short, but honestly, there wasn't too much to say. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say now, but it's not your fault. It was a frustrating game. How about that? You know, Belichick apologizing. Look how about that? That's good. It's a I, I appreciate story. that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, you know, any, anytime I think you've got a you, you got an old dog and you can teach some new tricks. You know, that's <laughs> that's showing growth. That's that's showing change. I mean, that's that's it's the greatest of all time, man. And, and even at his age. At this point in time in his career, he can he can adapt, he can change. Can know? I can I throw a theory at you guys? What I think's happening here right. is it a, is it a conspiracy theory? No, not a conspiracy theory. Um, I, I just oh, a theory right. I have. Okay. I think Belichick started to read the room a little bit when Tom Brady left and started to maybe hear some of the conversation about. Uh, you know, nobody wants to play there. It's a miserable place. Uh, you know, it's uh, they're they're too hard on people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that Belichick probably looked within and said, maybe I've got to, to your point, adapt a little bit and sort of uh, get with the times a little bit. Uh, he shows up to the press conferences now. He's got that little fancy bubble jacket on. He's starting to dress a little bit different, starting to show a little bit more personality. All of a sudden, there's cameras in the locker room after a celebration uh, when they win in Buffalo. And we're seeing like this different side of Belichick, and he's apologizing, sort of showing. I wonder if he realized, I don't want to be labeled the a-hole that nobody wants to play for because I'm miserable. So I'd like to maybe change that narrative a little bit, which is why maybe he was able to get so many guys, uh, you know, with him this season uh, and why he's had so many more people rallying in support of him this year. Cause I think maybe he's changed a little bit. How about think, that? I think a lot of people felt that when he brought cam in and the way he spoke about cam openly to the media and, and how he praised him and, and the media, I think that that narrative began there um he's always been considered to be that type of guy that interviews in a way where he's going to give you a great sound by great you know if, if you're looking for an interview to say like wow like what a you know d-bag this coach is i mean that belichick is going to deliver i don't think that's coming to an end i don't think he's evolved from that i think he's going to continue to be who he is i just think that when you're when you're in a position like him so much is required of you. So much is, is expected of you. And I think he I think he has a thing for keeping people off balance. And and to come and, and have a moment like that with the media, you know, I think that that kept people, you know, gave people a different perspective and and whatever his motivations were, it, it I think it was well placed. I think the timing of it was was well timed. And and I think it it really keeps the pressure and the focus off of your quarterback, and you put it back onto you. And and so, and anytime you always hear from a coach, anytime a coach can take the pressure 
off of his main players and put it back on him so that that pressure doesn't hit them, that's what you're going to do. And this might have been one of those, you know, a ploy, so to speak, in order to make sure that he's shielding his team from a loss, you know, shielding them from maybe the scrutiny that may have come after that loss. I mean, uh, what do you think, Brandon? I mean, I don't really have much on this. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, no, I'm no not theory? really sure where we're going with it. Not, yeah, no. I mean, not really. Okay. No. I mean, I, I think the money talks. That's that's pretty much what happened in free agency. They had a lot to spend. They spent it. They paid their tight ends right. handsomely. Matthew Judon handsomely. Um, had more to do with that. I'll okay. be honest with you. All right. Very yeah. good. He's happy good with stuff. His, his personnel. Uh, all right. Good stuff. All right. It is uh, two pros <laughs> and a cup of Joe here I mean, on Fox Sports Radio. We made a uh, lot out of a, out of a post uh, a press conference puffy jacket. Uh, Bill right. Belichick yeah, right there. Uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. There he is. Always supportive. Uh, always having uh, his back of uh, his partner here. Uh, coming up next, uh, we are going to have a, a bad beat story, and we're going to find out the results of the prop at Monster. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a terrible person. <laughs> it's uh, two pros with a cup of joe. Tell me I'm Fox wrong, Fox Sports though. Radio. Yeah, he does. That's the problem. Yeah, he yeah. does. All right. Um, he does. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up top of next hour, we are going to uh, take a closer look at what could be uh, one of the final glimpses uh, of a Hall of Fame career as we know it. We'll get into that here for you a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, congratulations are in order for LeVar Arrington. Uh, he is the winner of this week's Prop Bet Monster. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah how about that? Uh, big yeah. time, LeVar. Uh, last night. What was the difference? I, I can't ever remember what. So who leads the Raiders in catches, Hunter Renfro or the field? That was the extra wild card point if it was the field. And uh, and Lavar took the extra wild card point. Yeah. And uh, Hunter Renfro was held to three grabs last night. Uh, and uh, and the uh, so Lavar gets the win there. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, big time for uh, Lavar Arrington. I mean, what about the other ones? I mean. Is that what led to it? I yeah, mean, that was uh, the okay. uh, that was the big think, difference maker. Was that like the only one that, that we, we really differed yeah, on? We, yeah, maybe so. Uh, the other one that you disagreed on was: is there a noticeable fire naggy chant on the broadcast? And I didn't. I personally didn't notice one. Uh, but even if there was, um, you know, that still would have only been a point. Lavar got that wild card point. Yeah. So big, big win for Lavar Arrington. Yeah, big win, baby. Big win, man. Very yeah, big guys. Thanks, guys. Kind of like Jake Paul's big win over. Yeah, you saw Tom me. Whitley. You saw me shake my hand in my wrist before. Yeah, I, I did. I, 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 hey, man, I, I dropped those hands for you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate Just it. Just took that KO, brother. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We all getting paid. Yeah, Lamar. You know I mean? Lamar was shaking his wrist earlier in the segment, so uh, we all know that. <laughs> Leave that alone on uh, Channel Four. Huh? Uh, 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 all right. Uh, so here we go. Uh, it yeah, is. I don't uh, know about it, all of it, that, it is a. Uh, it is a uh, best bet time uh, for uh, Brady Quinn and a bad beat. 
seat time for Brady Quinn. Uh, did you uh, did you run into some issues last night uh, on the uh, double barrel edition of Monday Night Football? Did something happen? Did you get no, screwed? Now, now, I, now I feel like I have to vent, and I really don't want to, but you tell me whether or not this is fair. Okay. So I'm, I'm not even going to say what employer, but I have to do NFL picks, and they make us do it on like t- a Tuesday of a game week, which – it's kind of tough because you don't have the injury reports. Obviously, COVID then impacted a lot of last week's lines. But once you tape these things, they're out there. And so the Browns originally opened giving six points to the Raiders at home. And so I was on the side of the Brownies in that case. This is obviously before everything hit. And of course, we tape it. We do it 24 hours later. All this news starts to hit with COVID and everything else. Then couple days after that now they're moving the game from Saturday to Monday and yet unfortunately the people I work with were like yeah no you have to be beholden to that pick and I'm like the the line swung nine points in in, in the in, you know over the course of the week in just that all happening it felt a little unfair and the worst part is too is if there are people at home who were clicking on the articles and reading it and hearing the analysis. It looks even worse because none of the stuff we're talking about, none of it had to do with it. Because at that point in time, I want to say either we maybe knew about Baker, but not Case Keenum. And so then maybe we were talking about, but I don't even think that was the case. I think it was so early in the week, we even thought Baker Mayfield was going to be playing. If you've so. got new information and it completely changes the reason you made your pick, why should you be beholden to that pick? Yeah, it's yeah. Terrible. Well, un- unfortunately, in my picks that'll that'll be one that I have to take an L for, and I just have to live with it. But uh, that that is the bad. That's as bad of a beat as you'll take when the game line swings nine points. And, and the best part is, is the Browns covered? And at oh, the end wow. of the day, the Browns still, still covered. covered. They still covered at the end of the day. See, that's when you need to start airing people out that you work with. You oh, need to start wow. airing them. See? Listen, I'm telling you. That's why we're hey, never going to hang hey, out. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, I, you got to air people out. If they're going to hold you accountable like that, and Brady's going to be the guy who's got to be the face uh, of the law. That's why and, we will and never it. hang out. That's what, well, listen, we, we would yeah. never hang out because Jeez. you've already you've already uh, you've already made that very very Jeez. clear multiple times before. Uh, but those people behind the you? scenes, Jeez. Uh, those people behind the scenes, if, if they're gonna if they're gonna ah, hold geez. you to the fire, if they're gonna hold you to the fire on those picks, Brady. Uh, then then I think you need to start airing them out on the air and telling them what's really going oh, on behind the scenes because they didn't want to recut the segment. That's why you work that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not that guy, so I'm not gonna do that. That's why, why that's why you wore the rat outfit. All right, so yeah, listen, but, but you, so you you not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're you, not that guy. You, so you got to you got to just drop. I don't know why I do. You got to you got to wear this because they can't recut a segment, and you yeah, you, and, you, and, and, and you here's do the know worst he's part. trying to gas you, Brady. Right? You no, know, he is. He ja- is. Jonas is definitely trying to gas you right now. Oh, he doesn't care about any of this. Yeah, no, he's trying. Um, to, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm no. trying to help out here. I'm trying to be supportive. The worst problem is it's it's a competition with Pete Prisco, who's been up on me this year. Oh. And we were tied, and we still would be tied if not for that one difference. So, and that's I mean, where that's where the hey. the irritation came in uh, clearly. Oh, clearly, yeah, yeah. yeah Anything okay. with people now it makes way yeah. more sense. I mean, yeah. listen, but I tried to help. I tried to help. Yeah, you know, but talking about snitch on who on, they, on your employer. Gotta happen sometimes. Okay. Hey, well, there you go. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, you know? you, they're know. a necessary evil, huh, yeah. Jonas? You go, we go. Okay. That's the way I roll. Hey, they got us. Y'all come on out now. Yeah, you go. They got us. We're caught. <laughs> you go, we go. That's the way this stuff works, man. They're gonna air my come guy on from out. behind them trees. They got us. Support my guy right there. <laughs>
<laughs> you should try supporting him, Lavar. Got this red. Yes, oh damn right. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 